When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Happy Grizz Day! Grizz opening night, Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Welcome in to the Gabe Coon Show. I am your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman, Gabe Kuhn on X at G underscore Kuhn 71 alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn show. That'd be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 99. Connor, how we, how we feeling? How we feeling? Good, bad, indifferent, solid. I'm happy. Happy. The Grizz are back. It's a beautiful day. It is hot outside, but it's a beautiful day. Yes. Let's go get a dub. Feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now three hours of talk on the way courtesy at 92.9 FM ESPN. And yours truly. And I say three hours, maybe a little less than three hours because we're going to pass you off at 6.30 to Jessica Benson for Grizzlies versus Pelicans pregame at FedEx Forum, game one of the season. Line has moved a little bit, Connor. I think I understand why. You know, Grizzlies, John Moran out 25 games, Steven Adams out, now Santi Aldama out. Looks like the Pelicans are about a point and a half favorite. We'll talk about that in the first segment. We'll discuss it at length as well as the World Series being set. What everyone thought in the preseason, too. Diamondbacks versus Rangers. Everybody projected that. No doubt. Two of the worst teams in baseball in 2021 have redeemed themselves all the way. And one will win a World Series this season. And I'm still mind blown that the Diamondbacks were able to win two games in the bank to push themselves in the World Series. But plenty on that in a second. As well as NBA opening night, where you have the Nuggets getting over top of the Lakers and then the Warriors falling to the Phoenix Suns. It's always, it, you know, 0-1 for the Warriors and the Lakers is kind of nice. Like, even if the Grizzlies go fall to 0-1 tonight against the Pelicans, which, you know, I, I think is distinctly possible, you can still find a little bit of hope, a little bit of solace. You can take solace in the fact that the Warriors and the Lakers are 0-1. Um, also, Mikey Williams, we have an update on the case. Three new felony charges. It's tiring to talk about, and what strikes me about it is while we've been following Mikey Williams, who, of course, is committed and signed to the University of Memphis to play basketball, while we've been following this, you get you know update after update, and you expect, okay, maybe once in a while you'll get a good update. You know, at first we were trying to talk about the delay of the preliminary hearing is maybe, oh, maybe his uh, his, his defense attorney is finding different things that may help his case. We find out that that's not it. Every single update thus far in the Mikey Williams case has been negative. Like, it just keeps spiraling out of control. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have any new feelings on the Mikey Williams case. I'm going to rehash my old feelings. But I think they're still very valid at this point in time. Take a trip around the NFL at 530. A lot to get to there with uh, my man uh, Jim Irsay. Breaking news for the Colts. Uh, He says Anthony Richardson had a great surgery and that the NFL is full of it. So we'll we'll talk about that as well as Brock Purdy being out uh, via concussion or at least in concussion protocol. He's not ruled out yet, but he is in concussion protocol. Um, Obviously no blitz today, being that we'll be out at 6.30. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock and then Ty Richardson at 6. 
But how about them Diamondbacks, man? I, I mean, I, I am absolutely positively amazed that they were able to do what they did, um, winning this series in Game 7 in the bank, winning the last two in the bank on the road. They won 4-2. to two. They won four of their last five in that series. Um, and if you just look at how they got in, they were the last NL team in the playoffs. They're 84 and 78, only six games above 500. They were blessed to be in as well. When you look at how they got in, this was the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, losing 15 of their last 22 down the stretch of the season and then having seven chances. The Diamondbacks had seven chances against the Cubs and won six of them. <laughs> they are blessed to ultimately be in. But when you look at like the most ins- insane statistics about um, this particular team, this particular matchup we're going to see in the World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. 2021, the Rangers were 60 and 102 and the Diamondbacks were 50 and 1 52 and 110. And they have redeemed themselves, turned everything back around and gotten to a World Series 2 years later. And then another stat that just uh, that I'm amazed by is the fact that if you have been paying attention to the Diamondbacks and what they did to start their playoff run. They beat the Milwaukee Brewers. They beat them 2-0, made quick work of them. But <laughs> if you follow the Brewers' playoff failures, you have a good shot at finding your eventual NL champion. Did you know this? Have you seen this? And World Series champion at that. So NL champion and World Series champion. Nine times in their history, the Milwaukee Brewers have made the playoffs. Nine times the team that eliminated them made the World Series. That's brutal. I'd hate to be a Brewers fan and deal with that stat consistently. Not only just nine times in your history have you been to the playoffs, but each of those nine times you see the team that beat you make a run to the World Series. And then eight of those times, the team that beat them won the World Series. Won it completely. So that that, that blows my mind. Now, the questions that have been raised by this particular matchup, because I don't think this is the matchup that the Major League Baseball wants, that TV ratings are going to favor – but the question that comes up, is this a bad matchup in the World Series for baseball? And I just want to push against that. One, because if you win the, the, the right amount of games, if you make it through, we had this conversation about the Nuggets in the, in the championship last year and winning an NBA championship last year. If you win the requisite amount of games, you deserve the platform. It's that simple. But also, on top of that, if you're saying the TV ratings are going to be terrible – Stop watching TV. Stop watching sports as if you're some TV executive. Be a fan. for God. Unless you're a TV executive for Fox or TV, whatever it is, who covers the MLB, don't watch TV like a TV executive. Watch it because you're a sports fan. And I think ultimately when you have this amount of parity in Major League Baseball, I think that the fans that are already intrigued by Major League Baseball – Latch on. They like the stories. They follow the stories. For too long, in my opinion, Connor, I think that Major League Baseball has tried to attract new casual fans. I don't think this is a casual fan World Series, but that has failed every step of the way. You haven't been able to bring in new casual fans. You haven't been able to get the younger crowd involved as you've tried to over the years. So at at which point I just think you need to strengthen your – base of fans. You need to strengthen how they feel about the game, and I think the parody, the fun, the stories can show through with this World Series. I think it's an intriguing World Series matchup. You have veterans on both teams who have a chance to get their first ring. The Diamondbacks haven't been in the World Series or really had any success since 2001. And the Rangers have been up and down, up and down. They've been close multiple times. I mean, the Cardinals, you know, they've been close multiple times and haven't been able to pull it off. I think it's an intriguing World Series matchup. And you got to give credit to the Diamondbacks. I was totally wrong about them. I didn't think they were ready for the moment. And they proved me and everybody completely wrong. It is so impressive to go into their stadium and win those finals. Yeah, Citizens Bank. It is so impressive to go in there, batteries and all, and beat that team. I I have to give credit where credit's due for the Phillies as well in in that fan base. They made, through each round that they were a part of, they made Major League Baseball playoffs fun. Yes. Every pitch, you were just waiting on a whim. Every pitch felt important. So I don't want that to get lost in this whole thing. 
that Philly crowd, as much as they, they get a bad rap, and they should, they've thrown batteries before, they've gone after opposing people, they boo. I get that. But they made these Major League Baseball playoffs fun up until this point. Did you see the video of Philly's fans leaving <laughs> leaving the baseball <laughs> and what they had to say? You, we can't play it on air. It's, yeah, of, it's course, of course. But not. it is hysterical. It's hysterical. They want to trade everybody. They want to fire everybody. Right. A lot of people say that they're going to go walk in traffic. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Um, how do we feel about our, ba- our, our, our dude Mad Dog Russo? Two, two days ago. He said that he would retire from the media if the Diamondbacks won two games and ultimately went to the World Series. Well, it's happened, and he's automatically rescinded it. I think it's soft. I think it's soft. I think it's soft. Don't throw that out there if you're not going to stand by it, brother. At least, like, take two weeks off or something. Like, you've got to do – make it a bit. Like, if you make it a bit, he goes away for a little bit. bit. It's a bit. But, like, what I'm saying is – is don't give up on the bit too early. Like, go away for a little bit. Maybe he can have, like, a surprise appearance and all of a sudden he's back. I don't know. Have fun with it. Like, turn have fun with it. But just immediately rescinding it, it's a bit lame. Well, but it's a also, bit lame. But uh, what I would argue is, did we expect anything different? No. Did, yeah, no. Not at all. We he also did, didn't expect the Diamondbacks to win. Yes, but he, he said that for shock value, and then it came back and bit him. And then he said, no, I'm not retired. I'm not sure. I was I'm, kidding. I was joking. I don't know who I'm rooting for in the World Series. Because I like that both of them have underdog sto- have a bit of an underdog story. I know the Rangers payroll. I know. But let's be honest about it. Like, you, you just read off the record from two years ago. They've worked to get here. They were not supposed to. A lot of people didn't pick them to win against the Astros. They were an underdog in that series. I, I think I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks just for of the course. story. Well, because, it, and, also, and I think Evan Longoria, too. I think him being on that team, I want to see him get a ring. But I also have family who roots for the Rangers on the cat side of the family. So I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know who to root for. Well, this is what happened. This is what has happened basically every single round of the Diamondbacks um, playoff run. Is their 21st in payroll? They don't pay a lot of people. Do they have talent? Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Zach Gallen, all these different guys. Yes, they, they have talent, but they don't pay a lot for their talent. At the same time, the Rangers have paid a lot of money for what they have on that roster. They're top 10. They are top 10 when it comes to um, payroll. And it's Marcus Simeon, that's uh, Corey Seager, that's Scherzer, that's, I mean, all these different guys on their payroll. Like, I think. Just me, naturally, when I see a team that may not have the star names, the big names, I always want that team to get through when they're paying less, when they've done their done their homework, stuck by the guys that got them there. I, I respect that a whole lot more. I think that's fair. And, and I think it just underdog story, I, I always love an underdog story. I'm always going to. It would be, it would be cool seeing Longoria get a ring, too. Like, yeah, with, with somebody other than the Giants. Or the Rays. Or the Rays, yeah. So, I guess so. He got one with the Giants, didn't he? No. No, he didn't get one. He got he the World Series. With yeah, that. he got there, but he, did. he wasn't yeah. on. It was one of those when they won in the odd numbers or lost in the even. I have, I might have that flipped around. But, yeah, it's a, but the Rangers do have a Dunning. They do have a Dane they Dunning. They do have Dane Dunning, who won yes. us He won us one, some money yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. The he Rangers won, have won us a lot of money made this you, year. He made you look good with he big did. games tonight all year. So I'll give him credit for that. Now, Grizzlies. Let's get to Grizzlies. Grizzlies play the Pelicans tonight, opening game. They're going to be without Steven Adams, Santi Aldama, John Morant, of course. And then on the other side, it looks like the Pelicans. Um, no surprise here. Jose Alvarado is going to be out, but then Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall as well. Um, the, the line has shifted pretty substantially here to the Pelicans being favored by one and a half. It started as the Grizzlies minus two before the Santi Aldama and Steven Adams news. And now it has shifted all the way. I, 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 I think the Grizzlies are in a bit of trouble tonight. I, I think that's going to be for the first two games. You have two massive centers the first two games, one a lot more talented than the other, being Nikola Jokic versus Jonas Valanciunas. But Xavier Tillman's going to have to stick in there. And when you look at this lineup for the Pelicans, I mean, I they could be a very good surprising team this year. you got C.J. McCollum. You have uh, Herb Jones, who's 6'7". You have Brandon Ingram, who's way up there, 6'9", 6'10". You have Zion Williamson, who's 6'6", but he plays like he's 7'2". And you have Jonas Valanciunas, who's a 7-footer. It's just going to be tough to match up with this with this team all night for the Grizzlies, who are going to run out Zaire. Um, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with that second group with Santi out. They're going to have to use Jake LaRavia's, David Roddy's, 
I wonder if Kenneth Lofton Jr. gets some run tonight. I, I seeming, I mean, it seems like he almost will have to. So it's going to be a tough matchup, and I, I, I hate to go in with a loser mindset, but it's going to be a tough one, even at home, first game of the year, with all the hype, with the home crowd. I think it's going to be a tough one for the Grizzlies to escape with a win, and that's unfortunate. It, it's just the Pelicans are like, they are constructed to be the most difficult matchup for you right now with how your team is. When Santi go, when I think you'd be okay if you still had Santi, but without Santi, it makes you even smaller. And the and the Pelicans are a big team. Like CJ McCollum is a big point guard. Brandon Ingram is their shooting guard. Like they are long, they and they are big and they play big. So it's going to be difficult to play against them tonight. You got to keep Jaron Jackson Jr. out of foul trouble. You're going to have to get some big minutes from someone you don't really expect to get big minutes from in opening night. You're going to have to get that from somebody. Is it going to be Junior? Maybe. You need Z to step up. You need X to really play defense well and stay on the floor and get those rebounds. To be honest, I think it's going to come down to can Jaron stay on the floor? If Jaron can stay on the floor, if he if he doesn't foul too much, if he can stay on the floor, they got a shot. If Jaron's not on the floor, it's gonna get it's gonna get squirrely. I think. And, and for the let's Grizzlies. be honest, it's an NBA game. You don't know who's going to step up and make things happen. Marcus Bain Smart could go for fifty. Marcus yeah. Smart could have a good offensive night. Bain could go for forty-five and fifty. <laughs> fine, 50. fifty, and 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 make this thing happen. They could win by twenty. It's just an NBA game. You never know what what guys are going to put out. But when you look at just the matchup, this is not a favorable one. They are. The Pels are bigger, stronger, and deeper at this point going into the season. And there's there's no way you can look at it otherwise. Um But I am I am I think it is nice though early in the season to see what you have, right? Like Santi being out sucks. There's no question about it. This is a guy who's gonna need to help you all year off the bench. But you get to see what Jake LaRavia, what David Roddy, what all these different guys, even Junior, can bring to the floor early in the season to see if you can sort of pace yourself through these first 25 games before John Morant comes back. I, I think there is a – because we've seen it in the, in, the, in the past. Like when John Morant was out last year, what did Jaron Jackson Jr. have to do? Take it upon himself to go start scoring at a high clip. And he was excellent. But all these when, – when, when Steven Adams was out, Xavier Tillman had to take the bowl by the horns, right, and go and take over, be the starting five, do the dirty work, um, help out his team. I think he did a very good job of it. Sometimes you get dealt bad issues at parts during the season, but other guys can show what they're able to do in those moments. This is and an ho- opportunity. And hopefully, hopefully yeah. tonight can show us a little bit about some of these guys we have questions about. Tonight is an opportunity for Zaire Williams, David Roddy, Kenny Lofton Jr., even Luke Kennard. It's an opportunity for somebody to step up and say, hey, even though we may be injured at the beginning of the season here, even though we may not have Jaw for 25 games, I can be somebody that can fill in a role here. I can be somebody that can be in this rotation and give us good minutes. The good news for the Grizzlies tonight, it's all it's not all pessimistic. Here's some optimism for you. Your two best defenders are still playing. Yep. Your 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 best defenders are still playing. Like you still have Marcus Smart, you still got Jaron Jackson Jr., and Desmond Bain's gonna be out there on the and perimeter. That's what it comes down to. If you talk about ways to win this game for the Grizzlies. Getting knockaways, showing effort on the defensive end, not turning the ball over—that's the recipe. That's and, all you and can shooting do. Shooting threes, yes. You got to, you <laughs> got to bomb it tonight, y'all. You got to bomb it. Don't you get the sense that that's kind of what the first twenty-five games, the very least, has to be? Let that every single fly, game. every single Let game. I wouldn't mind seeing them put up thirty-five to forty. A you night. got to. They, I don't think like that's the only equalizer you're going to have for your for your offensive production with John Morant out of the lineup. You have to try to bomb it as much as you can. Well, especially now if you don't. That's have a the, recurring theme, though, to me. Right. It's not just tonight. That's first twenty-five. And listen, X is a, he's a he's a good screener. He is a good screener, but not having Stephen Adams there. I think one of the exciting parts about getting Stephen Adams back this season, what we were hopeful of, is that the pick and roll offense with him and his screen assists are so valuable to how this team runs offense. They had to change how they used their offense last year when he went out. So it's going to be interesting to see how the offense looks not, that now that they know he's not going to be here for the whole season. Are we going to see some different? schemes? Are we going to see some different things that Taylor Jenkins is trying to do to get into this system now that we know I, Adams isn't going to be there for the season? It's going to be interesting. I don't really know what to expect from the offense tonight, except I'm pretty sure they're just going to be shooting a lot of threes, which is okay. And I've thought about they this, got the guys. As far as screeners, as screening is concerned, Jaron Jackson Jr. is just going to have to improve quickly. Just don't run into people. He's just going to, it's have, that simple. He's going to have to be like, Xavier Tillman, I think I have, a, not 
compared to Steven Adams. I don't think there's anybody that can play Steven Adams as far as setting screens and the angles he does it at and how astute he is. Well, it's like hitting a brick that. wall. Yes, but you're going to have to do it by committee. Right. And Xavier Tillman, of course, is, is the first guy you look at, but Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think I, I was glad to see he noticed uh, upon the um, announcement that Steven Adams was out, he basically said, I'm going to have to be better. I'm going to have to be better. I, I would imagine that this is going to be on him as well to be sort of a screen-and-roll guy, uh, a pick-and-pop guy through the, through the first part of the season, or if not, the whole season. I am choosing to believe he can. I am choosing to believe that Jaron well, Jackson got, Jr. He, he had a fair amount of can practice. do it. He, had a, he, had he some, certainly did. He had a fair amount of practice this offseason with FIBA. He certainly did. I'm gonna I didn't also, see crazy improvement, though. I have faith that he can do it, Gabe. Uh, yeah, he's got to, you know, yeah, you don't, if he's fouling like he was in FIBA, it's going to get scary tonight. But it's also a bit of different rules. He was playing out of position there. I think Tillman out there with Jaron at the four, Jaron feels comfortable having X at the five. So we're, that dynamic's going to help him. I'm going to be curious to see if we do get any Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five minutes tonight. Do they? Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Try to, you know, are they going to try to play junior with him? Are they going to try to play Jake LaRavia at the four? He's big enough to do it. Are they going to throw him out there and see what happens? I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. With, you know, there's a bit of an opportunity here tonight. It's a bit odd. You are injured. You want to win this game, no doubt about it. You want to win the home opener. You're going to have the Derrick Rose moment at the beginning. I can't wait for that. It's going to be electric. I'm going to get emotional. I cannot wait for that moment. But you have an opportunity here tonight to maybe throw some guys into the fire and say, hey, you know, this is a game. Can you help us down to man's? Who's going to step up? Who's going to help us this season? Can you play a little bit out of position? Can you be a bit uncomfortable? And can you make something happen on, on both ends of the floor? So I'm curious to see if anybody steps up tonight. That's really what I want to see from it. You know, you absolutely want to win, but if you lose, I want to see that somebody stepped up. I want to see some, you know, and I think that Z has to have a big game. Z's got to yep. have a big game. We, we had a great preseason with him. Continue that momentum into game one. He's going to be a player tonight that's going to be important on the defensive end and on the offensive end. Hit those threes when they're thrown to you. Try to create and just be in the right spots on defense. I, I'm curious to see what this team looks like tonight because I think that they do have a lot of question marks. Yep, um, but we'll pass you off at 630 to Jessica Vincent for pregame. Versus, it's going to be Grizzlies versus Pelicans in FedEx Forum. Fun night, but once the game starts, we'll see who can step up, who can make things happen. Now, we did have uh, opening night last night. Uh, first, it was the Lakers-Nuggets. Nuggets, Nuggets uh, at home, ring ceremony. Cool to see. Jokic looking up into the rafters. Looked we got like a tear. He, yeah, he we got, got some he emotion. Got a little twinkle in his eye. He looked all right. Um, and then when the game started, he picked up right where he left off. <laughs> like, don't doubt this guy ever again. Just never do it. MVP favorite, I, I just, he's freakish. He's freakish, and not athletically. <laughs> I'm not talking about athletically. And know what really throws me off about Nikola Jokic is just the seemingly, besides looking up in the rafters, seeing the championship banner get hung up, he's seemingly emotionless during the game. He'll get these big and ones, these big game-changing plays, and then just run to the other end or walk to the free throw line, have a straight face. And he's doing it against Anthony Davis. I'll get to Anthony Davis in a second because a lot needs to be said. But 
Jokic, 29-13-11, and 11, his 106th career triple-double. He leads active centers. He leads active centers by so much, in fact, that all other active centers in the NBA only combined for 38 triple-doubles. All other active centers in the National Basketball Association combined for 38. He got his 106th last night. Unbelievable. And the other thing that strikes me about him is I, I, I know how much he latches onto his horses in Serbia and the <laughs> homeland, the whole thing, and I, I don't know how long he'll do this basketball thing. But he can do this about as long as he wants. His game's not predicated on any type of crazy athleticism. He doesn't hit the floor a lot. There's, it feels like this is a guy who can stick around as long as he as long as he wants because it's craft and it is just pure basketball. Yeah. When you watch him, he's play. also one of the smartest players in the NBA. Yes. He sees things before everybody else does. He throws perfect passes. And, he throws guys open. It's, and it's think, remarkable. And 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 that's the big thing about the Nuggets. Even outside of him, that IQ, I think, has sort of it has trickled down to the rest of that that team. Sure. The rest of that yeah. roster, they have natural IQ. They find what works night to night, and they attack it. I mean, in that second half. Seeing what they did consistently getting Austin Reeves into the switch against Jokic and just punishing him every single time down the floor, they force you to make numerous adjustments during the game that you're not prepared to make. And, and like it's just it's natural IQ and this team they seriously have they absolutely have a championship swagger about them and they're still impressive as hell. No uh, doubt off, about it. Off of an NBA championship. I mean, we we've talked about it a few times. It's that starting five is special. They probably have the best chemistry in the NBA. They have consistency. They've been together for a few years. Everybody knows what their role is. Jamal Murray can go off at any moment. Nikola Jokic controls the game in every aspect. And then you have three other guys out there that know exactly what they're supposed to do, and they score when the basketball's in their hand. It is one, it's the best starting five in the NBA that we have right now. It's, I don't understand why people were writing them off as a p- potential repeat, what last night was execution. Yep. And even when the Lakers made their little runs, the Nuggets just don't get rattled at all. They stay calm, like you said. Nikola Jokic will throw the best pass you've ever seen. And it's like he just woke up. <laughs> like he, yep. he's just chilling, you know? And then and I and all of this being said, we do have to talk about Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's like no, it's 100%. like the complete it's what's going what it's what a, the hell? He's a part time superstar. 119, 107 was the final score. I didn't get that in. But A D in the first half. Credit where credit's due. He battled his ass off. 17 points. He was great. Did a really good job. Did all he could against Jokic, even though Jokic is going to get what he wants when he wants. Then the disappearing act hits again. Saw it in the playoffs last year. Game after game. You see him have a good game, he's going to have a bad game. You see him have a good game or a good half, he's going to have a good game or or a bad game and a bad half. And zero points on 0 for 6 shooting in the second half. And I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what goes on in Anthony Davis's mind after that first half. But it looked like, to me, he knew what was waiting for him in that second half in Nikola Jokic and just mentally crumbled under that type of pressure because he didn't have confidence. He didn't have juice. Yeah, the Nuggets defended him differently, and I see people say that, oh, well, they defended him in a good way. That's why he had zero points in the second half. No, you can't make that excuse. He's a top 75 player all time. A virtual lock is a Hall of Famer. You can't disappear that way. No, you and you can't. can't get you can't grant him bail based on how the Nuggets are defending him. This is a guy who is he can stretch out to the three-point line, he can shoot the mid-range, he can get off the bounce, and he's seven foot. There, there should be no way to guard him. It's about him putting the ball in the damn basket, and he couldn't do that in the second half. Couldn't say it better myself. Nikias over on, on, on X or Twitter has a great Nikias breakdown. Duncan. He has a great breakdown. A great breakdown of how the Nuggets came out in the second half and defi- d- uh, defended Anthony Davis. Still not an excuse. No. You have zero points? Zero? I understand maybe not putting up 17 in the second half, but zero points? It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. I don't really think that there are alarms going off for the Lakers. I, you know, they were in. They had a chance to win the game until They'll they took LeBron out. They're going to be fine. They're not going to have some disastrous start like they did last season. But Anthony Davis cannot do this, no. especially this season. The whole idea of this season for the Lakers is we have got to allow LeBron to be healthy when he gets to the playoffs. He can't be helping drag this team to the playoffs. And Anthony Davis is the person to unlock that. 
and the performance last night was embarrassing well, no, in the second it, half. Here's the thing. It's like, how many times have you heard LeBron say, now that he's up there in age, he's 38 going on 39. He's begging he him has, to take the He team. has said, Anthony, this is Anthony Davis's team. And we also get the news that he can only play 28 to 30 minutes per game in the regular season because of his advanced age, and he's going to be held out that way. He wants to pass this off to Anthony Davis, but if Anthony Davis continues to be a no-show during halves or games, there's no way in, uh, realistically that this team can be an NBA championship caliber team. I still think they're that if they're, if they're peaking, but Anthony Davis, man, there's got to be some soul-searching done. Now, one positive from last night that I, I, I texted you about this, Torian Prince. How do you get that guy for one year, four and a half million dollars? I was actively angry watching him play. I know. I was like, he could have been a... Yeah. 18 points, four for six from three. He was, by the way, 39%, 38% three-point shooter last year. Good defender. Sizable length. Gives you some dirty work minutes. Like, I don't know how you get that guy for four and a half million dollars in this NBA. It needs to be investigated. Yes. It was a steal. It was theft. A felony. Lakers. Lakers. they, They somehow find themselves getting deals like that, but $4.5 million. Now, on the flip side, Gabe Vincent, it was like his powers had been taken away since he had left the Miami Heat. That was kind of funny. It's not the first time we've seen that. It's not. He, I mean, if, I, 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 I have a hunch. Finals, I, ha- I, have a, I have a hunch he'll be okay as the he'll season be, goes along because be he's a reserve point guard. He'll be fine. He's a good reserve point guard. That's what he's going to be good there. I, you know, it's also, I do also think that there is something to first game as a Laker, probably have some nerves. Yeah, there's probably something to that on the road against the NBA champion. Right, <laughs> the, man. The ring ceremony was really cool. It was, yeah. it, you know, get a city that gets a ring and that moment for the first time. There is something truly special about it, and the emotion that everybody saw. The crowd was fantastic. When they were chanting, did you see what they chanted to the Lakers? Hmm. Who's your daddy? Yeah, ah, uh, tremendous, daddy, tremendous. Yeah. The altitude came into play once again. Just tremendous <laughs> all around. Um. Speaking of altitude, we we haven't even talked about this, uh, the City Edition jerseys. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, we're going to stay they're away from that. Across the league, they're, they're really bad. I they're, thought the Grizzlies did okay. The Grizzlies is fine, but you can't you can't switch it every year. No, just, not just how it give work. it a break or do a vote and bring back like the fan favorite every yep. year or something like that. Yeah, but we let's let's press pause on trying yep. to have a new des- design. Now, uh, Suns versus Warriors. Suns beat them one hundred eight, one hundred four, um, and obviously the Warriors had no Draymond. The Suns had no Bradley Beal. Uh, my my big takeaway from this game, Devin Booker is – I don't know if he has a peer right now at the shooting guard position. I just don't know. I don't think there is. He had 32 points, um, eight assists, six rebounds, um, and he gets on these just terrifying. Like, if you're an opponent watching him play offensive basketball at times, it is terrifying streaks of offensive basketball. He does not miss he will not miss at times. And there's nothing you can do but put your hands together and pray when it happens. And I, I, I sort of look at, in general, what Devin Booker was able to do last night. He had 15 points in the first quarter, so you know he can go on these runs of good offensive basketball. But down the stretch of that game, the last about minute and a half, he had three assists. He got everybody open. He set the table for everybody. He, he has grown so much as a player over the last three years, and we're seeing the absolute positive prime of Devin Booker right now. Yeah, he's, he's one of the scariest offensive players in the NBA. When he gets going, you feel like every single time he touches the basketball, it's going in. It reminds me of kind of the peak of Stephen Clay, to be quite honest, where when they would miss a shot, you feel like you yep. scored. You know, that that's how scary he is on the offensive end. And he's doing he is doing what LeBron wishes Anthony Davis was doing for him, you know, for KD. KD was not very good last night in the game. You know, he was rebounding well, but he just was not scoring the basketball in a way we were used to seeing Kevin Durant do. And Devin Booker was like, Okay, I'll just do it. Bang, 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 bang. And it was it was no problem. It was no problem. Yep. Josh Kogi was good too. Yeah, he was very good. I don't think he'll have offensive output like that every single night. Best probably defender probably sure. not, but he does. He's one of those that does the dirty work, though. Yes, he was um, a dirty work guy. I am. I am still, and I've I've mentioned this plenty of times about the Suns. I am still curious about KD, Book, and Beal on the floor at the same time. We know how good they are offensively, um, but there were times last year with like even Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the floor where Kevin Durant didn't want to assert himself and and sort of would defer to Devin Booker, and I think that's fine because I think Devin Booker is the head of the snake for that team, but. I sort of want to see how Beal views that and views himself on the offensive end because this ain't the Wizards anymore. You, you're not going to put up 
the most field goal attempts night to night. I, I want to see this all and how it meshes and how it meshes. And, and quick sidebar, because um, we do have to get to a break, Kevin Durant, last night I'm not on – I think there's some people questioning it. The athleticism, the age, is it catching up to him a tad bit? I think Kevin Durant will be fine. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll still be uh, what we know to be Kevin Durant, at least for this season. But I saw there were some times where, I mean, he had a, he got his shot blocked. He's struggling a little bit more at the rim than he ever has in his career. But this is what happens when age catches it's up. It's year to a seventeen. It, the thing about LeBron being in year twenty-one is we don't talk about how crazy it is that Kevin Durant's in year seventeen. Like he's he's his longevity has also been remarkable. But at some point they're going to slow down a little bit, and he's just he's just a step slower. He's a step slower, like you said. He can't get around guys as much. He may, his jump shot might be a, a second slower, and it might get the defender a time to get to get in front of him. So you know he's going to have to adjust, but he's going to be fine. I am curious to see though. Bradley Beal out there because we've got to be on Grayson Allen was terrible. <laughs> terrible. And if and if Bradley Beal's hurt, this team is not very deep. You know what I mean? Like one thing that was apparent last night is that the Suns are going to be very dependent on those three guys. Like if, if those three guys don't have it, they are in big trouble. Now, the good news is those three guys, one of them will at least usually have it night to night. But last night, if Devin Booker wasn't, you know, amazing, they lose that game. It's going to put pressure on one of those three guys to be amazing every single night, unless they get a role guy that steps up. Because Grayson and they Allen thought that terrible. it would maybe be Eric Gordon. And Nurkic was night. fine in the first half, but he also had a disappearing act in the second. I thought I think he fits pretty well. With he fits that, well. Though. But like um, he disappeared good in the second setter, half. Not good defensively by any stretch. No, he's not. But Can we stop that myth? I don't understand. He's a, he's a better defender than Aiton. No, he's not. No, not really. No, no, he's not. No. He's not a good defender. He's never no. been a good defender. Um... Eric Gordon, though, I, I always talk about it. Shot takers and shot makers. <laughs> One of the most elite shot takers <laughs> in the yeah, NBA. That's a Dylan man. Brooks line last night. That was so unreal. Four for 16, two for nine from three. The best part Never is, lost confidence. Dude, the best part is plus six. It's the best part. <laughs> yeah. It's such a Dylan Brooks line. Never lost confidence once. No. And he's just. And sometimes he'll bring the ball up the floor and just yank one. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Hey, Yuta. Yuta was solid. Yuta was okay. good. Yeah. But good, again, good for Yuta. But, but point, point still stands. Outside of those top three, when you start to get into the, the reserves and the role players, it just gets a little shaky for that team. Any takes on the Warriors? Uh, I know he had a start last night, but Chris Paul, I think I've talked myself into him being a very useful, very, very useful piece in Golden State. I think he could be a good focal point of the second group. Um, I think he'll be good, a good leader for like because they're playing Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga now. Like good leader for those young guys with that second group, and I think he does allow. And I think Steph Curry spoke to this before the season. He allows you to tinker with lineups and allow Steph Clay to play off ball more. Yeah. So I think he'll be of of very high use for the Warriors this season. But. I guess. I think they're going to be pretty good. They didn't shoot well last night, but I think no. they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Clay did not. Clay didn't look very good. No. But he'll bounce back, I'm sure. He'll bounce back. Now, um, Mikey Williams is in more hot water. We know that he had the uh, six felony counts, assault with a deadly weapon and everything else. He has three more felony counts. We'll discuss. I'll update you. On the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We have the 46th anniversary sale going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers right now. 46 years! 42 years in Memphis, but 46 years of service, you know they do it the best at that point. People have been trusting them for that long. You know that you can trust them when it comes to your fine jewelry. It could be engagement rings, wedding bands, diamonds. Make sure you think Robert Irwin Jewelers. Get over to one of their five locations. Check that out or go to rijewelers.com. But when it comes to making a ring, you can do it all by yourself. They can help you out, too. Um, You can choose a center stone, cut clarity, shape, size, and pick the setting. They will make you have a -a one-of-a-kind jewelry experience that no one has ever had and they also have no pressure 
The Mint to be guaranteed 365 days to return your loose diamond or jewelry. And uh, you can you can return it if there's some issues along the way. Not a lot of people out there do that. And they also will make sure that you, you get free cleaning. They will uh, give, your, give your ring or your jewelry a spa day, right? They will handle it for you at one of those five locations. Um, and also, if you're just trying to take advantage of those deals, rijewelers.com. But they have been doing it, Howie and his family, for 46 years at this point. Yeah, bigger, brighter diamonds with zero down and up to 60 months to pay. Birthday, anniversary, congratulations. I love you. I hope you don't ever have to do this, but there is I'm sorry as well. From $250,000 to $250,000, Robert Irwin Jewelers has you covered and has something for every single budget. Again, five Memphis area locations or rijewelers.com. Now, Mikey Williams, we know about the six felony gun charges that are going to proceed in court, five for assault with a weapon, and then one for firing into an occupied vehicle. Three more have been added as of yesterday. Um, they're related to accusations that uh, he potentially made or is alleged to have made, uh, threats to witnesses, and also they add a new victim to the alleged gun crime. So three more. And one of the threats that is being alleged that he made um, that night was you better get to stepping or you'll leave with bullet holes. Not good, um, but total number of cases up to nine. He now faces, instead of 28 years, 30 years in prison. And I saw today, Penny Hardaway was asked about it. And I take problem with half of what he said, and I'll explain that in a second. He said, he hasn't been found guilty of anything, Mikey Williams, so we have to continue to support him. We. We is what I want to focus on here. If Penny Hardaway and this staff want to support Mikey Williams through the issues that he now faces, nine counts, felony counts, that could leave him in prison for 30 years, they can go ahead and do that. They're well within their right to do that. They have a relationship with the kid. Penny does, no doubt. And if he wants to support this kid through probably the darkest time of his life, without question the darkest time of his life, I think that he should do that. But when you say we, you group in, I think, the University of Memphis. And we know the University of Memphis has made their statement on this. They're going to stand by and watch all these things play out before they make a decision to officially cut ties with Mikey Williams. But I don't think those two things have to exist at the same time. I think Penny can support Mikey Williams all he wants. The University of Memphis, though, on the other hand, should not be responsible for that. The University of Memphis basketball program in particular has a old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Reputation, let's say. Not the squeakiest clean program by any stretch of the imagination. Penny's going to be out three games, that whole thing. Um, we had the IARP investigation, multiple investigations in the past. So things like this continue to make you stand on a not-so-squeaky-clean reputation, to say it the least. Also, the city of Memphis, <laughs> we have issues with guns, man. We really do. And I, I don't think that letting someone who is accused to have fired at an occupied vehicle has nine felony counts with a firearm should be representative of the city's big university. I don't think that should be the representation of this university. I think the University of Memphis, not Penny Hardaway, I think the University of Memphis 
has done themselves a disservice by standing by Mikey Williams this long. I, I think if there was ever a time to officially cut this thing off as the University of Memphis, as far as it relates to the University of Memphis basketball program, this is the time. Um, and, and the thing that just strikes me is we've, we've gotten update after update, and you expect a positive update maybe after a while. Everything has just made this situation less and less salvageable. It gets worse every time we get an update. Now the question that the University of Memphis would have to answer if they do decide to cut this whole thing off, which I, I, based on their statement, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. The question they'd have to answer is, why now? Did three more counts, felony counts, do this to you? Did two more years potentially in prison do this for you? That's the question they'd have to answer. But I think it's been beyond time, not for Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway can stand by this kid. But for the University of Memphis to move on, the risk the view of your program, the view of your university can take a hit because of what you have done, because of the way you have stood by Mikey Williams. Now, on the back end, if he, people will ask, well, if he's not guilty in the end of the day, will you feel bad? No. No. I don't think there's a single program right now in Division I college basketball that would stand next to a kid with nine felony counts with a firearm. I think that at some point the University of Memphis has to make sure that you have a little bit of of self-awareness and understanding of the view of the the cloud that this can put over your program. I think it's beyond time to do it. They haven't done it. It's it's frustrating at this point. It really is. Yeah, you know, I think I I agree with you. I have no problem with Penny Hardaway. And I want to make that very clear. Right. Penny it, it, Hardaway these, can stand by this kid. This is no one doubt. of those moments where I think two things are allowed to be true at the same time. The University of Memphis, as a, as a university, needs to cut ties with Mikey Williams. At, right now, at this point, there is no benefit to still having ties to Mikey Williams. That does not mean that Penny Hardaway cannot have a relationship with him, and it does not mean that Penny Hardaway and that coaching staff can't still check in on him. And, make, and just give him support. This is a young man who made a horrific mistake, a horrific mistake that could change the course of the rest of his life. I understand why the coaches and Penny don't want to abandon him. I actually agree with not That's abandoning fine. him. I rock the, with that. But the university does not need to have ties to him any longer for the reasons that you listed out. It's, there's just no benefit to it at all anymore. It's all it, negative like said, even it's if, all even it, if, it makes you look worse. Right. It, it What comes with the university sticking by him is not worth it right now to me. Penny, we know just who he is. He, he wants to help out young men. He wants to help people when he sees that they need help. I get that. So allow him to do that. Allow Penny to continue to have a relationship with him. But as a program, it's just time to move on. It's time yep. to move on. Like you said, every single time an update comes out, we are hoping for positive news. We are hoping for a reason for the University of Memphis to stay by Mikey Williams. We haven't gotten that, and if anything, we're getting more reasons for them to separate. Yep. And that's just the reality of the situation right now. It's not fun for anybody. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's a fun decision to make. It's not, it's not one that you want to have to make. But Mikey Williams put himself in this situation. The University of Memphis does not need to put themselves in this situation. Um, in the end of the day, if Penny Hardaway and this staff, Penny Hardaway in particular, feel the responsibility to stand by Mikey Williams, that's on them. The university does not have that same responsibility. They, they do not need to feel that way. It's as simple as I can put it. And, I mean, I just look at last year, for example, like the Alabama situation with Brandon Miller, how many people, you know, viewed that negatively for good reason, delivering a damn, and he's going through more issues right this second, even though he's with the Hornets and he's into his NBA career. The amount of people that viewed that negatively, like I think that some people – within this fan base that still want to keep this relationship alive need to realize how they were talking about that particular situation back when it happened. Why is he not getting a suspension? Why is this guy still out there on the floor for Alabama? This is Mikey Williams who has, by all accounts, allegedly shot into an occupied vehicle with several people intending to harm. Everyone's going to ask the question, why does the University of Memphis feel the need to stand by this kid? 
the only ar- uh, an argument I have seen, which I don't think ha- holds much water, is, well, what about the other recruits? Would it be a bad sign to the other recruits to give up on Michael Williams for them to separate? Other recruits don't have nine felony charges, y'all. I they think don't. they'll understand. And then I think, you, you, and if Penny stays and still supports him, they'll say, and, "Oh, and I understand the university had to cut ties with you, him, but Penny's still some, supporting him." You have, some, you have to have some self-respect like, at some be, point as a university. You got to be I, honest. And I do think that, like, even with that Alabama thing, remember Jaquan Walton? He had he had legal guns in his car, and he and he had weed in his car. He was supposed to go to Alabama. Alabama did not keep recruiting him after that. He was part of their class. They let him roll because of what they have done in the past. They don't want more negative pub. I think the University of Memphis, I think it's beyond time. Like I think it's almost too late at this point. But I, I just feel like you have to respect yourself a little bit more in this situation. You don't need to stand by a kid as a university, as a whole, as an institution. Penny Hardaway is well within his rights to do that. And if he wants to, I, I support that decision. But the University of Memphis, by no means, should feel that same responsibility. And it's just frustrating. I've said this a million times. I feel like we're we've said this, this is throughout been this entire process. Yeah. We've been here for a while. We've been Penny has it was in every right to support him. I support Penny supporting him. The University of Memphis and as a program, there's no benefit to it. There, there's no reason to continue to do it. But we have plenty more to talk about this with Jeff Calkins. We'll talk to him about it on the other side, 92.9 FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.